0: Thank you for listening to this sermon from Goodwill Church, located in New York's Hudson Valley. Goodwill Church is on a mission to be a hub of revival in the Northeast and beyond. For more information about our church, please visit goodwillchurch.org. Now, here's the sermon. We will be on chapter 2, starting at verse 18 through verse 29. Revelations chapter 2, starting at verse 18. Let us give our attention to the reading of God's Word. To the church in Thyatira. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira, write the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like flames of fire, and whose feet are like Burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and your faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed your first. But I have this against you that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent for her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart, and I will give each of you according to your works but to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan to you I say I do not lay on you any other burden only hold fast what you have until I come The one who conquers and who keeps my word until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself receive authority from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are grateful for these words. And, and, and Lord, and in one hand, they're hard and direct, but in the other hand, it shows grace and mercy. And, and Lord, I pray for each of us who are here. Open our hearts. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever seen the best buy date on a merchandise that you purchase at a store? It's it's better known as the expiration date, right? So it's one of those pieces of information that helps you and me when we go shopping, right, when we get a carton of milk, right? What is it? That we do. We open the ref- that freezer and we look, and then we look at the date, and we might even pull the one from the back, right? Because that one, the expiration date, might be a little longer. It's the very things we need when we buy milk, when we buy produce, and and I recently find out, right? So if you go to the dollar store and you get those cheap, inexpensive um, toothpaste, you need to check out those expiration dates because those are sometimes expired, right? And and but it's it's the very thing that helps us, right? In reference of making a decision, right? But like I said earlier, right? Sometimes. It isn't an expiration date. It is something that says best by or best before date, right? And, and, and these are things that's more ambiguous, right? It's, it's not that the contents are going to spoil, but maybe there's a date in which the peak of freshness is going to pass, right? And, 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 I, and I think right, uh, well, what falls into this category, right, and, and, and all of a sudden, right, I, I remember something that I used to eat as a kid, right, and it's not Twinkies, right, because most of us think that Twinkies don't expire, right, that they'll be here even if there's a nuclear war, right, and but actually, they do have an expiration date, right, and right, so years ago, right, it's like, I used to eat something called Spam, right? Right, I mean I haven't, and, and and Spam was a unique thing because it it's it's it came in a little can. And then you pulled off a key off the top of it, and you put it onto the side, and then the key, right? And 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 then this form piece of who knows what came out of this, right? And. It, it, Right and, and, and I just remember, right, so, so this thing, right, it's, it's, some say, right, that it, it can last and it can be up to six years and beyond, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's I feel the same way, <laughs> right? Right. Now, I also say this, right, and if you go to Hawaii, Hawaii, there's restaurants that surround their home menu around spam, right? And this is something that the military brought to Hawaii. um, So so you can have all different kinds of um, things with spam, right? But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Right, so when you're looking at expiration dates or best buy use dates, right, it's... Right, so it's information that gives us, right, in reference of, you know, the last day in which a store should sell an item. It is a date in which um, the manufacturer says, you know what, it's recommended that um, it would be best to be used by this time. Or if it's a, a best buy date, it's really in reference of its freshness, right? Not in reference of the food not being safe. Right, And and, and as we were putting this message together, Right? It's like sometimes you find out certain information about some of the other pastors, and you go, huh, really? Like, I would have never known that, right? right? So it, it, it came to my attention, right, that Pastor John likes what they call Vegemite. Have you ever heard of Vegemite? Right? Most of you, right, have you ever heard of um, men at work, right, it, there's a song, right, where all of a sudden they talk about a Vegemite sandwich, right? And, and, and Vegemite is, is, a, is an odd thing, right? It is a byproduct of when they are making beer, right? It's from the yeast. Um, it is something that is a condiment, and you use it for breakfast, right? It's, it's made in Australia. And, and the idea is, is that if you were to have toast, you're supposed to um, coat the toast with butter. The butter melts. And then you're supposed to put a very small amount of Vegemite on this, right? And it's supposed to just heighten the taste of your toast in the morning. It, it's savory, right? And when you look at it, it almost looks like a pasty molasses, Right and 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 all of a sudden I look at Pastor John I go huh it makes sense <laughs> right and but but these are this is one of these items right that it has a a best by date right and 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 it's not just a year and it's not just five right it's up to ten years right imagine having. This thing in in your refrigerator right it's and 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 you're going to use this right and and, and again and and it's and it's to be used to enhance um, something that you probably already eat and right but when we look at expiration dates or, or best buy dates, right it is something that you and I um we have those things in mind because humanity has an expiration date. As a matter of fact, some of us are sometimes overwhelmed by the fact that we are one day going to not be here. Right? And, and, and here's the thing, right? That, that Scripture... Right, gives us an answer because God knows that we worry about death. Right, and, and God's word is here to encourage us, it says in Hebrews two, verses fourteen through fifteen. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same thing, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver those through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery, right? So Jesus steps into that with us and gives us a way out. So for believers, believers in Jesus Christ, what I would say is that instead of being fearful of the expiration date or the best by date, look at it as the expiration date leads us to a transportation date, a date in which he's going to transport us to his presence. It isn't something that we have to be um, fearful of. So we can look at this book of the book of Revelation and see it as a word of encouragement, a word that says, hold fast. Hold fast, just because the best of you is behind you. Hold fast. Because one day it is all going to come to an end. So let us look at this letter to this specific little church, a church that is struggling. Right? When you look at all the seven churches, this is probably the one that is, is the smallest out of all of them. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like flames of fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and your faith, service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed your first. Right, so Jesus' word to John, to this specific church, right, is... I, the Son of God, right, as I look upon this particular church, I see this church through the eyes of fire, right? So to those of you, that's supposed to give you a picture of purification. It's supposed to give you a picture of judgment. It's also supposed to give you information in reference to this particular church that's in this particular community, Right, because they were iron workers, they worked with fire. Right? So when he's speaking to them, it's through the work that they do. Right? And, and they know that fire is, is used to, um, to work metals. Right? Some would say that in this community, there was a large um, guild where all of the iron workers had to be members of in order for their materials to be sold. Right, so he says, I know your work, your love, right? That's your love that you show to the community to each other, your faith in me in the finished work that I have done, the service. Right? And in other words, your service is is above everyone else. Even though you're the smallest church, you're making an impact. And also your patient endurance. As a matter of fact, the work you're doing right now is better than the work you started in the beginning. But I have this against you, right? So he says, right, in light of all of these things, right, the four things that I mentioned, love, service, right, faith, patient endurance, I have this against you, Right? that you tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent for her sexual immorality. Right, so Scripture uses the term Jezebel, and that's supposed to remind you of the Jezebel in 1 Kings, right, who married King um, Ahab. Not Ahab. Um, I'll think of him in a couple minutes. Am I right? All right. Okay. Right, so, so she came from Tyre, and she um, imposed idol worship, worship to Baal. Right? She was twisted, sinful, in how she impacted the northern region of Israel, right? And what Scripture is saying that there is a person who is like her in your midst, and she is leading the people astray. You know when we say something in our current context is that individual is like a Hitler, right? It's that they are manifesting all the characteristics, right, that Hitler would. It doesn't mean that that's Hitler, right? Um, right, so she is leading people astray, right? So what theologians are, are implying is, is that she would go to the gill, where the guys would come with their trade, and there lead the men astray, right? And and in other words, there's no better way than to say, right, to worship Satan through sexual practices, right? And so, so again, it's you know. You, When we stop and we look at God's Word, right? so so what God condones or blesses is when there's a relationship between a biological man, a biological woman who are married and who are together able to share what God created in reference to a sexual relationship. Anything other than that, according to God's word, is sin, adultery, right? And, and if you have an issue, you, you take that issue with Jesus because he's the one that's saying it, right? Right, so, so again, it, it's, and, and I know that we know people that, you know, dabble in certain things of their own relationship, but just know, right, it's wrong, right, and, And here's the thing, right? Jesus, showing his mercy, but also the judgment if mercy is not received, is I gave her time to repent. But she refused to repent for her sexual immorality, right? Jesus is there with her. Jesus is, through the work of the Holy Spirit, saying, turn away from this. Don't do this, right? And somewhere, she has shut off her heart to receive what Jesus has for her and has chosen to say, no, I'm going to do this. Behold, I will throw her into a sickbed. And those who commit adultery with her, I will throw into a great tribulation unless they repent of her work. And I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your work. Right. So when you see that word behold, it, it really in the Greek is to see with your eyes, not only your physical eyes, but your spiritual eyes, right? And so he says, I will throw her into a sickbed. In other words, if that is the bed you made, that is the bed you are going to lie in. right? And then those who are connected to you, those who have been led astray, right? they too right, will have an opportunity to repent, to turn around, to come back, But if not, they too are going to receive judgment. You have to remember, right, that before judgment comes, mercy is presented first. Right? It it isn't as if God immediately shuts the door. Right? And through this letter... Jesus is saying to the church, I am upset with you because you, the leadership of this church, is watching this and you are doing nothing. Right? So he's holding them accountable. Right? He's holding them, you know, to their commitment to God. Right? and In other words, to be able to show love, to be able to show faith, to be able to show patient endurance, you have to do it through love. You have to do it through faith. You have to do it through that patient. Right? It's like sometimes people are not going to like what I'm going to say to them. I will strike her, children, dead. Right? So anything that comes from this, I will pass judgment on. And he does this, not only for the church, but that this church would be a witness to all the other churches. So that the other churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and heart, and I will give to each according to your works. Right. So they are being used by God to all the other churches, right? You and I sometimes see that when a church loses its direction, when they choose to preach something other than the gospel, and all of a sudden, little by little, their attendance starts to go down. Little by little, you know, members are not so invigorated for the gospel, and all of a sudden, you find out that a church building and the church is closing down. Right. That's happening more and more in our times today. Right. More and more where a church is becoming a restaurant. This building at one time was going to be a gym, right? a boxing gym, right? where they were going to set up a boxing ring up here. I just think about that, right? But to the rest of you in Thyrothea, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you, I say, I do not lay on you any other burden, only hold fast. What you have until I come? Right? These are great verses. right? Because in the midst of all of this leading away, right, there are some who have kept their eyes on Jesus. There are some that in spite of the leadership are saying, we shouldn't be going that way. We shouldn't be letting these individuals do this. This is not good for their soul. God's going to pass judgment right, receive God's mercy, you know what, come back, turn around, right, it's not too late, right, and in other words, there are some who have not delved in deep of the things of Satan, right, sometimes I hear, right, in order for an individual, a Christian, to be able to address certain things within our current context, we need to expose ourselves, but sometimes in exposing ourselves, we get lost. And really, sometimes that is just an excuse to do the things that are outside of God's will. Those are the deep things of Satan. Right? But to those individuals, there are those who are faithful. I'm not going to lay anything more. Why? Because... The things you're doing right now are actually better than the things you did at first. But only hold fast what you have until I come. And and this is the verse, right, where that saying, right, best buy, in reference to be be used, right, because I think some of us, and, and I'm included in that some of us, right, we feel that our best is behind us some of us aren't as fast as what we used to be right some of us wake up we're tired and exhausted and oh right it's we're almost lord so when are you coming come quickly right it's some of us don't feel as sharp with our minds we look at the youth and go i remember when I used to be that agile, right? I get on my hands and feet on the floor, and it's like it takes me a while to get up sometimes, right? Because things are hurting. You know, I go to sleep, and I wake up, and my body hurts, right? And it's like, and, and I blame it on the mattress. Maybe I need a new mattress, right? It's like, no, it's, my body hurts. I'm old, right? And, and it's not that I'm old in spirit, but, but here's what's happening, right? It's like more and more... I'm hearing references to my age, right? I'm in class, I'm with a group of other students, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the conversation, it's like, well, let's ask the old guy, (laughs) right? And I'm looking around, well, who's that, right? (laughs) They're talking about me. I'm the old guy, right? It's like, and I got a whole fast, right? It's like, because I believe that I, what I'm learning is going to help me, right, for what's in front of me. But let me tell you, what's in front of me is a lot shorter than what's behind me, right? You know, and, and to put it in perspectives, right, it's, I think a few months ago I said this, but, but when you ask yourself, how many summers do you have left? Right? Just think about that for a minute. Right? For some of us, it could be 20, 30. For some other, it could be 10, 5. Or we're hoping, right, because God can, can change that at any given time. But he says, hold fast. Don't let go. The one who conquers and who keeps his my work until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with an iron rod, as with earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as myself have received authority. From my father. Right? So, this is a quote from Psalm 2. It is a psalm in reference to the Messiah when he comes and takes his place. Right? That he is going to rule with an iron rod and that he will shatter nations just like pots. Right? So, he says, For those individuals who fo- hold fast, you too will be given this. The ability to rule. It isn't going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But hold fast until I come. And the very thing that's being given to you is the very thing that was given to me by my Father. And I will give him the morning star, he who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, right? Imagine that at the very end of this address to this particular church, Jesus says, I will give you myself to you. I will give. Jesus will give Jesus to you, the church, the morning star. Now, you got to be careful, right, because throughout Scripture, Morning star at times is also in reference to Satan. Right? But when you read it here, it's directly the name that's given to Jesus. Right? So that's why sometimes it could be confusing especially if you don't look at you know the differences. You know in scripture where Jesus is called the line of Judah But then in 1 Peter, there's a lion who's roaring, who wants to devour you, right? Two separate lions looking to do two separate things. So it's the same thing here with Morningstar, right? That in the end, if you hold fast, and also in your expiration date comes due, that he will take you from here and transport you into the presence of God. Don't give up. Hold on. Hold on to him. He is your God. He's not going to let you go. He knows the difficulties you're going through. He knows the hardship. He knows the pressures of the outside world. Hold on. Right? It's, I look at my own life, at different parts of my life, right? times in which I wanted to give up. I remember seminary. Right. Seminary was supposed to be this good thing, right? But because of the way in which I went about it, it just created chaos in my life, right? Thinking that God would clean up my bad decisions, right? And eventually, right, a year and a half into seminary, right, I would do what Jose would do apart from God, and I cheated right, I plagiarized the paper, and it just put everything, right, into chaos, right, imagine, right, that in moments, weeks before I plagiarized, that the elders would be creating a position for me to step into, right, so all of a sudden it's like I had all of this external pressure, and In one decision, I just blew it, right? And at that moment, right, it's do I give up? Do I leave this church? Do I make a very bad decision and maybe go and relapse and use alcohol and drugs just to drown my sorrows because I just felt bad for myself? Right, and then my wife would whisper one night in my ear, well, right, you did all that. Right, and, and in that I would be convicted and, and all of a sudden I would hear the mercy of God, right, where he would say repent. Right, and all of a sudden I would come to terms with all of this stuff that I did and really what I put our family through, and the church through, right? Because when you sin, everybody gets impacted. It just doesn't happen in this little, you know, cul-de-sac by yourself. And and I would never thought that I would eventually be where I'm at because, you know what, it's when I mess up, I mess up big. Can you identify? Right? It's like it's, it's, when I blow it, it's it's all or nothing. And and let me tell you, I, I had messed up and, and, and through it all, like all of that led me to this place of, you know, did God get it wrong when I heard him call me to do ministry? Right? In other words, did I mishear you, God? Or was that my desire? Right? And, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to get there, right? But I know that you called me, so I'm just going to hold fast. I don't know how this is going to look in the end. I don't know where I'm going to be serving because at that time there was no position, right? Because I had just put a nail in that coffin, right? And for those of you who don't know, right, it's the church was also going through a financial situation, right? Sixteen people that were hired by the church were just laid off, right? And all of a sudden it's like, well, what am I going to do, God? Hold fast. Hold fast. So if you find yourself in a place that it feels like you're sinking, as if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, hold fast. You, you might feel as the best days were behind you, right? That you have passed, right, that freshness date, right? But just know that it could be like that can of Spam. It could, could be... You know, five, six, seven years later, and you might open it up and, you know, you can do some amazing stuff with it and maybe add some Vegemite to it. (laughs) But hold fast. Don't give up. Hold on to him because he is holding on to you. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are grateful that you are our God, a God who is encouraging, a God who is willing to tell us the things that we are doing well, but then a God who loves us enough to say, but there are these things that you are doing, and if you continue to do them, you will lead some astray. But hold on, because in truth, the work you're doing right now is actually better than the work you did in the beginning. So, Lord, we are grateful for those words, words to encourage us, words to lift us up. We thank you that you are a God who leads and loves each and every one of us. We thank you, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to today's sermon. For more resources and information about Goodwill Church, visit goodwillchurch.org. God bless.